to the roof. Flash the bat signal. Yes, sir. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Get ready for real comedy fun. Welcome to Talking Paragraphs. I'm the old paragraph stacker, Daniel Finney. With us on the line today is our permanent guest host, Pro Tem, the man who looks most like Brendan Fraser in a Weight Watchers after ad, uh, <laughs> Tyler T Square going on buddy i'm just looking up stuff on willy wonka oh the airheads of willy wonka i always like willy wonka see here that's the wonka stuff yeah before we came on we were i we were having some technical difficulties with the uh connection uh because i'm a mac and he's a pc and if you're not old enough to get that joke <laughs> i don't know why you're listening to this but anyway uh I had texted him the link, but he was using his computer. It's a thing. Anyway, in the interim, I was like, well, I have this Airheads candy, and I have this time, so I'm just going to eat it. And just when he connected, I was just into the good, chewy part of the, you know, terrible thing that's making my pancreas explode as we speak. But they taste good. I like pancreas exploded already. I like nerds. I like uh, rum runts or what is it? It was the one with all the little fruit things in it. That runt. Yeah, that's runts. Yeah, I like that. They sold those at the. I think of these as like summer candies because they always had them at the pool when I was a kid. Yeah, Uh, super ropes. That wasn't Wonka, but yeah. Uh, Also, the thing of uh, rainbow. The thing of bubble gum that came in. Oh, yeah. Flavor yeah. lasted less than a second. <laughs> uh, but they looked cool. And they had whatever the flavor was, it was really good, but it was gone so fast. You know, there's probably a lesson to be learned from that. I don't know what it is. It's like the wind. Gone. <laughs> She's like the wind. Yeah. Anyway, so Willy Wonka candies were uh, introduced alongside the film i think so um 76 they introduced the everlasting gobstock or not nerds are 1983 yeah so those didn't exist until then yeah i've never seen willy wonka the original one with uh gene wilder wilder i've never seen that one all the way through i'm not a musical guy and so it's not too bad yeah it's fine but they're, he actually, they're... He, 
the end of it, he actually delivers a pretty good line, you know, yeah. where he kind of flips out on the kid. Oh, well, I've never, uh, I don't know. I, here's the thing. Um, I've never seen that, but then there was like the creepy one with Johnny Depp. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Then there was another one and now there's going to be another one. And I'm like, how many times what? do I tell the story? There, I, there's another one in the works or coming soon. How many times do we have to do this? I'd like to see one where it really captures the rolled doll, you know, uh, the, you know, the pictures that are in there and that kind of thing. I'd like to see one where protesters are lined up outside being like, you're killing our kids with this stuff. Like, stop, stop feeding this to our children. You know, like a super woke one. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> Like, first of all, Willy Wonka has to be mixed race at a minimum. And uh, all the Oompa Loompas have to represent all of the spectrum of gender. I think that's got to happen. That's, don't you think all the Oompa Loompas should just be little white men? I don't think we should. I don't even think three white men are allowed in an elevator at the same time. Like, if, three, <laughs> like if a third white guy gets on that, that guy's got to get off get catch the next one this is all getting cut because i <laughs> out of employment because you want to stay employed actually you know what i don't i don't actually see the airheads in here so maybe those aren't a wonka candy i've got one more here let's see i don't have my reading glasses on it's yeah. sad i started them like a little while ago i'm only gonna use these some of the time and now now here we are Pulling out the cheaters. That's that's how it works. Uh, Airheads is a trademark of Perfetti Van Mel Belux, uh, British Vancouver, or British or I don't know BV, whatever BV is. So that that was like an an entire tangent that we went on for no reason because it wasn't even Wonka candy. That's, that's how we that's how we mo we open the uh, show. That's how it goes. That's how it went with Paul, wherever he is. May he rest in peace. Uh, that's how it is now. So here's the first thing on my mind. The University of Iowa opened their women's basketball season last night, and they trounced some team that had been Division Three until a few years ago. All right. And Caitlin Clark was was great. Everybody was great. Um, and then, and I was like two or three, I don't know. Yeah. Up, I think five, something like that. They're Top very, rated. they're very good. Yeah. Uh, and this team they played was fine, but they're not, you know, they're not in the mix. Right. Championship. And so this should be enough, but not for Iowa fans. Iowa fan finds out that LSU, which beat uh, Iowa in the national championship game right. uh, in March or April or whenever it was, you know, they, they lost by 20. They were number one. They lost by 20 in their opener to Colorado. Well, in fairness, Colorado is a power five school. I don't know how good they are at women's basketball. Right. They're ranked 20th. Well, so, and, and any power five 
school has the potential to be, you know, good on any given night. Sure. So they came out. I mean, they laid it. Clearly, they laid an egg to lose by 20. I think it was. Right. They laid an egg. But Iowa fans were all on social media like, here's how, uh, you know, horrible these guys are. I'm like, these people are not even on the schedule. Like, you will only get the opportunity to play them after you've done all of these other things to get to that point. Right. And they may not make make it or they may make because there's here's the thing. Angel, whatever her name is. I forget her name. Yeah. Yeah. She did, she did this face palm thing to Caitlin Clark, which is something that Caitlin Clark does after she makes a big play. Yeah. And she did it to her after it was clear LSU was going to win. Yeah. I felt like I look at that and I'm like, eh, that's kind of shitty, but yeah. it's not that big a deal. Like, uh, when Caitlin Clark does it, I don't know how the other teams feel. Like maybe right. they, I don't know. Here's what I know. We have right now, like Iowa's always been big on girls basketball, but that, that has yeah. seldom carried over to women's basketball mm-hmm. and now we have a world-class player homegrown and there's a team in the state competitive for the national championship they mm-hmm. may get back to the national championship and you know maybe caitlin clark plays another year because of the covid year rules or whatever no she's not allowed to go to the WNBA yet I don't know what. The yeah, she has to stay another year if she wants to go play WNBA. Okay, I don't know. That's why she's here. Great rule, WNBA. But uh, here's the thing. Uh, she, we should just enjoy this. Like that should be enough. Like we have this great player on a great team with you know, and you know how much I love Lisa Bluter from from her Drake days and her assistant coaches uh, that they've been, they've been together 30, 35 years. They're great people. And I'm like, we should just enjoy this. We should just be like, Oh, this is fun. Like this, we get to go watch world-class entertainment every day, but it's not enough for Iowa fan. Iowa fan wants to know how they can still be butthurt about something that happened in March. And here's what's going to happen. They're going to fuck it up. They're going to turn it into a race thing. They're going to make us look like chumps. And it's going to be ugly. And what they should just do is focus on the season. Like it's got basketball season going, which helps us get through the long, dark winter. People are excited about women's basketball. Like, let's just, let's just let that be. But they're going to, here's what's going to happen is they're going to keep bringing this up. Because Iowa fan can't let stuff go. Iowa fan is too narcissistic to accept that they lost. And they, they, they always couch this stuff in like, oh, it's sportsmanship. But they don't mind when Caitlin Clark does the face thing. Yeah. But somebody else, does Angel Hernandez, I think maybe is her name. I don't know. When she does it, it's evil and wrong. And I'm like, well, so a part of me. I don't want to cast the aspersion, but there's a part of me that says, I don't know if they'd have been bothered by that, as bothered by that, if it were a white girl. 
And then yeah, I, I yeah, I don't know about the, here's here's the thing about it. So I saw this stuff happen, and they were you know playing it back during the national championship, and she was she was doing the ring thing, and you know all this kind of stuff, right? And I was like, well, that's kind of that's kind of like I don't know, junky, but I guess I guess when you play at that level, if you want to be a jerk and and talk smack and throw trash and whatever, I guess that's how that works. I don't know, but then like they asking Caitlin Clark about it, and she's like, I don't care. She's like, well, I think she was just more heartbroken. She they lost. Yeah, and that was all she really cared about is that they lost. And they asked Lisa, but she's like, I don't care what this gal does. You know, I mean, like everybody knows, everybody does stuff. They just don't care. And like, I mean, and, and Caitlin Clark knows she dishes it out just as much as anybody else. So she's like, whatever. We're just out here playing ball. Lisa Bluter handled that. I thought so classily. She's like, everybody expresses their joy differently. And I can only control what I can control. And I think that's all you have to say is like, yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. She's free who to be who she is. And she's probably pretty excited about winning the national championship. Also, men's basketball players do this kind of stuff all the time. Oh, I know. One cares. And so I, I don't like to raise the specter of sexism either, but it's like, Oh, our precious little girl, uh, these these evil southern kids, they don't have any cooth. Ah, I think it's a sign that the women's game has more grit to it than it used to have. And that, you know, I mean, when they first started women's basketball back in the 19 in the early 1900s, they were wearing full like floor length skirts. Skirt. Yeah. So, and every shot was a granny shot. And they, then, you know, we were still alive in the six on six era. Well, we're uh-huh. still now, but we were, we were witness to the six on six era coming to a close when we, yep. were, but like, I just, Iowa fan, just enjoy this. Yeah. Just, just be glad that you were alive when this was happening. I'm a Yankees fan and they're mediocre now. Which is worse than being terrible if you're a gang. <laughs> and and I didn't do a good enough job of enjoying the World Series until they ended. Then I'm like, oh, this isn't going to happen every year. Uh, and I think we all kind of do that sometimes. Like, you know, looking too far. Just let this ride out. Like, oh, there's another game on Thursday. Let's get that tuned in or let's get our tickets and, you know, enjoy this stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't now, now Cyclone fans understand how to enjoy stuff because they're like, we know how, we know how bad stuff can be. Sure. So really know. enjoy it when stuff's good. I don't happen to care for Bill Finley. I, I don't I know next to nothing about him, uh, but he's always shouty, uh, which Coaches are shouty, so that's fine. I'm not a big fan of the shouty coach. You know, Bobby Knight just died, and I'm like, well, heaven just got louder. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what do you? Yeah, throw? I, what, what, I mean, are there chairs in heaven? Do you throw those, or you know, it'd be hard to throw may, a plow. May, maybe the maybe there's something that you. Maybe there's something that you're built to throw when when you're in a perfect world, you know. Like here it was chairs, but this is a sinful world, right? So you know, in a perfect world, there's some 
thing that that he's perfect for throwing, right? So I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm fascinated by the. Um, there there was a sh- this is way off topic, but when we were kids, there was a cartoon like the it's gary coleman show or something and gary coleman voiced a cartoon version of himself where he was an angel and he had to help people on earth to earn his wings or something i don't know what the deal was uh but they they had all these tropes about heaven like you know people sitting on clouds and the toga robes and stuff Mm -hmm. you know go back to the da vinci paintings and whatnot but and before i don't know i don't know enough about it to say but uh in my mind that's how heaven is everybody's just on a cloud you know but now the clouds are filled with uh photos from everybody's phone so i don't know how (laughs) that's yeah so so that was a long setup you know actually i was laughing because you said (laughs) that was that was the problem with that joke it wasn't the punchline. It was just a really long setup. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was laughing before you even got started because you said we were off topic, and I was like, I didn't know there was a topic, but no. that's okay. No, random streaming is what we are here for. Uh, <clears throat> it's like being in a restroom. Just try to keep it in the urinal, like a public restroom. Yeah. Try not to. Uh, well, you're talking basketball, and Iowa State men played and de- destroyed whoever they they played, and yeah. that was good to see because. Sometimes they come out in the first game of the season and what's that? St. Mary's school for the blind. Uh, no, I, th- I, th- I think these people had their eyesight, but they may not have had legs. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it was, it was like a murder ball team. They were, they were just, <laughs> just, yeah. Well, usually they come out that first game and you're like, Oh, really wish they would have played better, you know? And, uh, last night it sounded like they pretty much lit it up. So good. They have offense, which that's nice, you know. I, I watched the Drake women's basketball game last night instead of the Iowa game. You know, twi- two-time alma mater, you gotta you gotta go with your home team. Yeah, and uh, they played pretty well uh, against a school that was like Division three up until a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know any of the kids anymore because I kind of fell out of. I don't want to say I fell out of love with the team, but I just sort of fell out of following things. Yeah. Whatever. So, well, and who knows what the transfer portal, how many of them were here last year. So, yeah, we don't get that much at this level, at our level. Like we had a grad player. Oh, that's uh, good. Like there's a kid who was at some other school and she came to Drake because she's finishing her pharmacy degree. Yeah. You know, I want to think about that for a second, but like, you know, I'm gonna play another year of basketball and get my pharmacy. PharmD, yeah. You know, those are not easy classes. Like this is not. This is. You were talking about working with one of your daughters on algebra two. Yeah. Like, all I ever heard from any of my science friends was like, biochem is death. <laughs> like, it's just murderous. So. Uh, well, maybe she's past that. But she played us somewhere else, so probably, yeah. Holy crap! Larry Morgan uh, <clears throat> calls those games on ESPN. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's fun to hear Larry Morgan's voice again. You're like, oh yeah, you know, I remember Larry Morgan when he was on. Lewis. I bet that's entertaining. 
Yeah, it's Larry Morgan and um oh she's a friend of mine. I can't even remember her name. That's life now too. Like I used to have recall and now I can't Laura Leonard uh was when Drake women's basketball player back in the day and now she she's been doing the radio stuff for years. But so I find that the the whole problem with names is if I'm not in the name box, if I haven't shifted to that database, the yeah. thing takes a long time to unfreeze. <laughs> you got to warm it up in the microwave for a few minutes. <laughs> it's got to got to got to boot up and go <laughs> looking for names and man, oh, I, was, yeah. I was totally deep in something else at work when the other day and and uh, not in the in the name zone. I was doing something like a form or some such yeah. thing like that, and then I ended up talking. Then somebody came in, they were talking to me, and I'm like. Yeah, I've I've got no names today. I'm sorry. I uh, I'll just describe the person to you, and you see if you can figure it out. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Memory is not what it once was. Uh, for me, like I think multitasking is actually bad for people. Uh, people can't actually multitask, as it turns out. Well, you can chew bubble gum and walk, or whatever the thing was. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do that. Those are sort of different things but you can do you can do something that's not thinking and something that's automatic or you know something that's automatic and something that's thinking but you can't do two thinking tasks at the same time so like you're breathing and your heart is beating those are autonomic yeah body functions and or walking and talking you know you can do that kind of thing right yeah unless there's a big metal pole right well slang right into that it's a the listeners was, will have no idea what that means, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that was that was uh, trying to do three things at the same time, but that's all right. Well, you were yelling at a girl. I don't know who it was. It was a girl. This here's yeah. the, the catch up for the listeners. <laughs> Is we were in high school, and uh, Tyler was much more um, hyper. Is that the right word? I don't know. Exuberant. High strung. I never read you as high strong. Maybe that's not the word. I was high strong. Yeah. I was, uh, you were more exuberant. All right. Uh, and we were leaving school and clowning around, walking out to the car. And then there was some girl off in the distance. She either yelled your name and you looked at her and yelled something silly back. And then there were these light posts. That were on uh, like iron poles. I, I think they were aluminum, square aluminum pole, yeah, posts. So, I remember it was rusty, so I, you know, it, it was it was insanely sharp. Yeah, uh, and you clanged right off of it, and like, uh, yeah, cut, Bust, busted cut a cut in my head. Yep, right above my eye. Just cut that thing wide open. Yeah, so I hustled you back into the nurse, who was fortunately still there. And, and sympathetic while you giggled endlessly next to me in the chair. Yeah, that's right. I, I'm not a good friend in that way. Like, <laughs> I I recall like you were in a car accident. You were on the way to school and like the, the old white Camry got destroyed. Yeah, that was my senior year, I think. Or yeah. in the, yeah. A junior year or senior year? I don't remember. Probably senior year. because uh, I went home to get a scholarship application. Yeah. 
and I remember the car, the freeway, you were on the freeway and the car was destroyed and you had come to school visibly shaken and it was like lunchtime. Uh, and, uh, I, I'm sure I made fun of you. I don't know what I said, but I'm sure that I was making fun of you. Like, oh, great. Does this mean we're riding the bus now? Is that what's happening? Like, you know, you get your little scholarship application and now I got to ride the bus. Well, I didn't get that scholarship anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Well, that's even the worst. Yeah. Uh, the red, the burgundy Camry came along not too long after that. Yeah. I was, I was all set to never see another vehicle in my high school life there, but dad was much too kind. Uh, I think that's how we ended up driving the, uh, the beast, the, oh yeah. The Plymouth, that may be, the, I don't know. 1971 Plymouth satellite with a small block V8. Yeah. It was roomy. It was roomy. It was ro- yeah. Yeah. And, Lot, uh, lots of power. No, no shoulders, shoulder seat belts. If I recall. Yeah. And if you opened up the hood, you could climb in with the engine. Yeah. Yeah. It got, it got five uh, gallons per mile. I'm pretty sure. So. Uh, well, this is what it was like uh, in high school for me and Tyler. I don't uh, know if this is interesting to anyone else, but I've never really been one for fan service. So, uh, once again, we've wandered off into some random thought. So, whatever. welcome to our world. So, I have some news here, Tyler. Some news. All right, let's let's hear it. Out of London. Uh. <clears throat> Four men were charged Monday for the theft of an 18-karat gold toilet from Blenheim Palace, the sprawling English country mansion where British wartime leader Winston Churchill was born. The toilet, valued at $5.95 million, was an artwork titled America and intended as a pointed satire about the excessive wealth by Italian conceptual artist uh, Marizo Catalan. It was a part of an art installation at the Blenheim Palace near the city of Oxford a few days before it vanished overnight in September 2019. The Crown Prosecution Service I don't know how seriously I would take the Crown Prosecution Series, but said Monday it has authorized criminal charges against four men ages 35 to 30. Uh, apparently the toilet uh, has never been found. Uh, so wait a minute. The, the toilet's stolen. They arrested some dudes, but they don't have the toilet? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, British law is different. So, uh, it was apparently on display at the Guggenheim in New York, where it was installed in a bathroom prior to going to Blenheim Palace. Uh, the, described as cast in 18 karat gold. Now, <clears throat> I don't know if that's a gender neutral bathroom, if it's a men's bathroom or a women's bathroom. And I don't, I have a lot of questions about the toilet. 
the uh the first question is you know i know how like plastic feels on the rear end and porcelain mm -hmm. uh and all kinds of other materials but i don't like would gold be comfortable i mean it's a soft metal but i don't know but they could be a little chilly yeah it would uh <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I I think that's a I think it's just weird that somebody bothered to do it to begin with. But then that's art for you, though. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I so I follow that. But then like the stealing part, I'm I'm struggling a little with. Like I'm sure it wasn't light. Yeah, it's a soft metal, but it's heavy. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Yeah, but if they had four guys, I mean, maybe they were CrossFit. They just they were pumped up. And you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, it just doesn't seem like the thing like, that you it would seems steal. like the kind of thing that because palaces to me and generally mean something a little bit larger than the houses we grew up in. Like it's it's not going to be a split level. Oh, oh come on! We grew up in palaces. What are you talking about? East side palaces, sure. East side palaces. East side manners, but. Uh, <clears throat> But I, I just, I don't know how you get it out of a whole estate, you know, without being noted. The, the inspectors say later in this AP story that they think that the toilet's been disposed of uh, in other, by other means. So I assume they cut it down or chipped off the gold melted plate. It, melted it down? I, dude, I don't know. They took it to a Taco Bell and used I mean, it. I don't know. This is another one of the questions. Like, do you can you go in there with the uh, with the toilet bowl cleaner? Do you have to have a special thing? You know, uh, is that when you take with you when you go places? Like, the, I bring I brought my own toilet. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. I don't. I mean, I'm modestly amused by somebody making a gold toilet and calling it America, especially an Italian guy. With, like, there's no. <laughs> it in italy you know but that's fine the only other side note i have to this is john carlson who was uh and i mean he's still with us but he was the iowa columnist for the register for about 10 12 years and he retired uh and he went to iraq at least one time maybe twice during the ill-advised Iraq war uh, in the middle of the Afghanistan war during the 2000s. And uh, Carlson, when they, when they liberated one of Saddam's palaces, whatever you want to call it, when they took it over, they had the gold toilets. It was just very famous. And Carlson was always proud that he got to sit on the gold throne. And, and do his business so all right it's, <laughs> it's, it seems it, it seems like a las vegas kind of thing right like yeah what how, how can i do something and just really do it in a an obsequious and weird way you know well let's make it gold our let's listeners are not gold. ready for the word obsequious <laughs> that's not that's not the kind of talk we have here that's not grade level talk 
uh, yeah, I, I think that's what you do when you're, when you're a dictator, like when you're a dictator, you, you, you just have gold toilets to prove how much power you have over the other people who are poor that you, uh, have. yeah, if uh, I can make it in gold, I will. Cause that just proves I'm, sure, yeah, sure. like, you know, yeah. they don't have silverware. They have goldware and, you know, or whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I've never been that rich and I've never really known anybody that rich. Like I've known people who are Iowa rich, which are really just like, you know, uh, well, I won't mention any names, but we went to school with somebody who, um, is married to a veterinarian and he's got a very successful, uh practice and they have a really right. lovely house and they have like a billion pets and uh you know uh i consider that to be iowa rich i don't know that they would describe themselves as rich and and i don't mean it as an insult right right but like a dentist, well, we only have two billionaires in the state so yeah there's a dentist that i that's retired now but he had like a million dollar house well that's iowa rich to me yeah uh you know you can still get a pretty decent house in iowa maybe not in your favorite neighborhood but in iowa for like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. you know that you can't really say that in a lot of places now if you're in a small town you, you can go less too but right that comes with well, <clears throat> yeah you can you can you can live comfortably in a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house in Iowa, not yeah. not too much problem. Yeah, I mean it's not going to be a palatial joint. No, you know, but, but but it won't be a dump. No, I mean it could be. I mean just about well, it's by the fairground. <laughs> what wouldn't be two hundred fifty thousand dollars? <laughs> no, there there are a lot of houses that are less than a hundred thousand. Yeah uh in in neighborhoods near where we grew up but uh they're not uh they're, that is not what we're talking about they're fixer up yeah that's not where the dentist lives or the veterinarian lives there's some big houses in the suburbs that are worth a lot of money but yeah you know again i don't know i don't know how we went from gold toilets to rich people in iowa but uh my an ex-girlfriend of mine had been uh she works for the animal rescue league and she roxanne conlin she ran for governor as big time attorney hmm. she graduated from drake law school like when she was 19 super smart mm -hmm. and she had a she's uh as thing for cats but she also like donates a bunch of money for um keeping the horses like people i guess and sometimes just turn up with a horse and yeah takes care make sure they don't get euthanized and uh she had my ex-girlfriend said she had a really big nice house um but i don't think like it's never like like you read about like Taylor Swift's house, and like it's got its own beach, and like a swimming pool, and 
600 rooms or whatever. I mean, I don't know how many rooms I'm making that up, but then you're like, well, there's rich. And then Taylor Swift is a billionaire. So. Right. Right. Then there was Warren Buffett who he had multiple houses, but the one he had in Omaha was just kind of a really nice house. It's pretty normal. Yeah. I mean, nice, but normal. Yeah. Not massive. Yeah. So, you know, are you installing any gold toilets? No, that's not actually on, on the list of, of things that my wife wants me to do. So probably won't happen. So the Texas Rangers won the World Series, uh, which I was happy about. Um, but I can't remember why. Uh, I think that I don't like uh the team they were playing diamondbacks yeah well they beat the yankees in 2001 that's right yeah so angry at them uh but uh, the at uh uh they won in phoenix where the diamondbacks are from and they were all going to jump. Phoenix has a has a pool in the uh, stadium. Uh, and they were there was a thought of like all of them jumping in into the pool at the stadium, but then they uh, they didn't do it because the Diamondbacks had like a dozen security officers guarding the pool is, is that who's the whose pool is it the teams why well, it's at the stadium oh um i mean it's a it's a billion degrees there if i went to see a game in phoenix i'd probably want to go to the pool too yeah uh but um i don't know so they just kept the rangers out you can't you can't go in the pool because uh, well, I think they were also trying to keep fans out and, oh. you know, whatever, but I'm like, no pool party. <clears throat> I just think this is another sign of like how like unmanly we are. Like the Red Sox started this after they were started winning the World Series all the time. Like they wear ski, ski goggles now when they yeah. man the champagne. Yeah. I'm like, come on. No one's ever, no one's career has ever ended because of a champagne in their eyes. Uh, and now it's like, well, can't go in the pool after the big World Series win. I mean, you know, no lifeguard on duty or I don't know. Yeah, go swim in your own pool. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Can you do one more segment? Yeah. All right. Maybe we'll get this one hooked up correctly. Uh, stay where you are. We'll be right back. She's been kidnapped by Cobra. We have no alternative. Call in G.I. Joe. fight for freedom <laughs> wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. He never gives up. He'll stay till the fight's won. G.I. Joe. Who's leader of the Joe team? Hawk. He's America's best. He's in control. He's a man Good who's luck, Joe. Oh, he wins his game. Legend of G.I. Joe, you from Marvel Comics. G.I. Joe, 
Here among a billion stars, a lonely ship streaks along an endless path. It's the mammoth starship Enterprise. Follow her trackless journey each week on Star Trek. William Shatner stars as Captain James Kirk, starship commander. And Leonard Nimoy stars as science officer Spock, half Earthling, half Vulcanian. There are hazards that beset the Enterprise and its crew on board ship and on alien planets. Don't miss Star Trek in color. Welcome back to Talking Paragraphs. I'm Dan. He's Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Dan. So, I want to follow up on a breaking story from our first segment. Uh, Airheads, which we discovered after a lot of misdirected research by Tyler, were not a part of the Willy Wonka candy empire, but are in fact an American brand of taffy candy owned by the Italian Dunch company, Perfetti Van Mali. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but I'm American. We don't know anything about other countries. So they were created August 7th, 1985. According to Wikipedia. Sure. The official, that's the official... Uh, Launch date? It, no, it's the official... Uh, argument settler for talking paragraphs. All right. Uh, but yeah, they were created in night August 7th by 1985. I don't know if that's when they were released or if that's the day like the guy Steve Brunner did what it was ever necessary to create the airhead. But the airheads are available nationwide in the United States and Canada, apparently not in Italy or uh, the Deutschland and in, in uh, Holland. Uh, <clears throat> where the candy is available in 16 different flavors. Now, let me tell you what my favorite flavors are. Grape, blue raspberry, and cherry. I used to like uh, sour apple, but they discontinued that. Hmm. I like sour apple everything. Uh Laffy Taffy is good. Huh? Laffy Taffy. Yeah, that's solid. The... That's that's the Wonka product, Laffy Taffy. And, and now and laters. And, yeah. What's the, and Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, Sour Apple. Yeah, I like Sour Apple pretty much everything. They had one of the gums, like Hubba Bubba or Bubble Yum. They had for a time Sour Apple, and I would chew that until my jaw. Jaw got TMJ. I, I love sour apple stuff. So while we were on break and some random pop culture nonsense that I recorded off the internet was playing, 
Um, I tried the white mystery flavor. Very nice. Um, and I have never tasted it before because, uh, you know, remember Dum Dums, the lollipops? Yeah. This would give them out of the question mark ones. Yeah. I always thought those, like, I would get one of those and I'd be like, oh, this sucks. Like, I always thought that was like, this must be what's left over when they've made all the other good flavors. And they're like, well, just roll it up, throw it on a, on a stick and we'll send it out as a mystery flavor. Um, and then, you know, you, you just, you wasted your dumb dumb. Cause like when my dad used to bank at, uh, it was capital. Des Moines, Iowa, Des Moines capital bank or something like that. He used to have a big office downtown mm-hmm. and this is would have like it had used to have cars in their lobby like they had big double doors that opened and they'd, they'd have like brand new cars and this is back in the 70s mm-hmm. uh, and i you know with red ropes around them and stuff it's, they used to have cars in the mall too you remember that yeah oh yeah now they have cars in the mall because they're abandoned there but <laughs> they're storing them it's something to do with the mall yeah. Oh, he's a parking garage. I I don't go to malls because you know I don't walk so well, but I I watch uh let me finish this uh, bank yeah. before I go off on that tangent. Uh that's actually tied to a tangent that began the podcast. Uh talking paragraphs is now tangents. That's what we do. If you if you want a concise, regulated discussion about issues there are people doing that and this is not the place that's not what we do we're just uh, having a little fellowship here that's what's happening anyway the bank my dad would do his business and move money around or get some cash you'd have to you know you write a check for cash remember that uh anyway it'd get some cash and i'd sit there and the deal was like, if you were good, which meant you were quiet and didn't ask any questions or interrupt the adults, like the teller would bring out this like little, you know, thing, a cup or whatever that had these uh, suckers in it. And you could pick one, one. Right. Like today you'd have to give them like the whole thing. Or what you know, but back then you just got you got one. That was it. And it was little. And they were Dumb dumps are not big suckers. They were small. They have not changed in size. So it's not like like you know, they went to you know, like in Halloween, you used to get full bars back when we were little kids. Yeah. Now then they went to the fun size, which was like maybe a quarter or a half of a bar. Yeah. You know, and then the fun size was still sizable. Yeah, the fun size is now shrunk down to like if you look at the word Snickers on the front of a Snickers bar, which, by the way, is significantly smaller than Snickers was when we were kids and significantly yeah. more expensive. Shrinkflation, as they call it. <laughs> right. So, uh, you know, if they spell the word Snickers across the front of the pack, they're now down to just the width of one letter. In, in the, the, so you, I think they call them bites. Yes. So fun size has now been reduced to bites. But God bless 
whoever makes dum dums because those candy were always small. They were always meant to be just here's something for the kid, you know. I think we got them at the dentist's office too. But uh, now my all time favorite was was root beer. Mm-hmm. It tastes like root beer. I, I guess it's easier to manufacture that flavor or something. I don't know because like A and W root beer barrels also taste like root beer. Well, root beer is a flavoring that they put in root beer, so. Like all you have to do is solidify it and you've got candy. Well, anyway, so that's, that's good. So, but every now and then you like, well, I always get root beer. I should try something else or they wouldn't have a root beer, you know? So you got pineapple. I think it's pineapple. I might have, I don't know. I I think I stuck to the, like maybe a strawberry. I never like. I really only wanted the root beer. Uh, and I, I'm not sure of this, but I think when I got old enough, when I had my own money, uh, like in college, right, right, whenever Amazon started or something, there was some website where you could get candy. And I think I ordered a bag of only root beer dum dums. Mm. Uh, anyway, you get the root, you get the dum, but I got the one time I got the mystery one. I thought this would be, you know, this is great because they wouldn't just put crap. You know, surprise. <laughs> but I was wrong, <laughs> and it it shaped my outlook. I, I don't know that it may have made me cynical that moment of tearing off that wrapper and putting on. <laughs> this is off. You know, but it's the dumb dumbs. Your whole life re- revolves around a a dumb dumb that you had when you were younger, and right. and it completely set you on your path to be a, a cynical old man. I was not like this. You've never known me not like this, but I was not like this before that dum dum. And now, <laughs> after that dum dum, I just assume everything is going to end badly, <laughs> and I'm often proven right. So, there you go. That's there you go. And I'd wasted. You know, it's not like we went to the bank every day, right? So no, I remember getting suckers at the bank. Yeah. So it's not like. Speaking of the bank, I, 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 I use a credit union. I'm, I use a communist bank. I, I like the credit union because when I started at the Gannett Outlet Store downtown in Des Moines, um, they had the credit union right in the building. It was like four employees. Mm-hmm. And they'd get you a nice rate on a car loan, and they'd take it right out of your check. You didn't even feel it going. Um but they eventually merged with the uh, with the principal uh, credit union and became premier. Mm-hmm. And and my, I don't want to dump on credit unions, but they get a lot of uh, exemptions in the law. Mm-hmm. Banks don't get, and yeah. I'm not one to defend banks because they've done a lot of terrible things in history too. But like they don't pay taxes because they're of their status because they were created for people who had jobs that didn't pay like white collar jobs you know Hmm. but now and they used to be the 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 membership guidelines were used to be very tight like you had to work for this company right had now it's like you know you live near here you can be a member like i think 
I think they have. They, no, they they deregulated all the banks. Alex, that's what happened. What happened? They deregulated everything. You know, because because it used to be Iowa State Credit Union. If you worked at Iowa State, you could be part of the credit union. But if you didn't, you tough luck. Yeah. yeah. The only credit union I know that's like that is the Des Moines Police Credit Union. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't put your money in there because it's a non-cop. It's not going to work. Hmm. So anyway. Uh, we settled this airheads problem that began the podcast, and and that's that's good. So, I had a tangent that I was going to go off the bank story on. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't pin it in my mind. So, whatever that was, whatever bit of comedy or just fun anecdote that I was going to share, it's gone. It's called, it's nagging at me. The va- the oh the bank, the credit union. So I went to the credit union today, and they took out the drive-through lane, where you could just you know with the drawers and you handed them your right. and all that. They took that out. They don't do that anymore. The, the with the window still there, and they've got these classy like black garbage bags, <laughs> covering up you know. They could at least get the kid who used to paint the, you know, like watermelons, 99 cents on the high V windows. There yeah. was a kid doing that, right? Like they could have got that kid to just paint it black or put some kind of like, you know, CDs at 0.3% interest or whatever they are now. Uh, and anyway, so I go there, they now have, uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, you press the screen and a teller comes up. So, for some so it's reason, an automated teller? But it's a real person. Oh, They're I get you. On the TV screen. It's a re- like a remote, like a Zoom call. Yes, it's like this. Like, we're talking like we're in the same room, but we're, you know, hundreds of miles apart or whatever. I mean, I may be exaggerating for effect. But you press the the guys in the building, you know, 40 feet away. And I don't know I don't understand what they get out of this because I would just go through the drive lane and today the guy's name was Paul. No, it's Fred. His name was Fred. And he was very helpful cuz I uh needed to make a deposit to make sure I didn't get an overdraft. And there were, there was some confusion in the way I was reading my statement on my app. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, said to, uh, Fred, talk, uh, Fred, I was talking to Fred on the, on the computer screen it's exactly like a zoom call because he was blocking out his background so it was the giant premier credit union logo but like yeah yeah you no know, there were some gaps around his head you know it's very very bizarre uh i don't understand what they get out of this like what's the difference between me talking to him at his chair wherever he may be in the giant premier credit union complex and me just driving up to the window and talking to Fred through the microphone. Because they can put Fred anywhere they want. And sure. then they can have some lackey running around just, you know, 
handling the little tubes. There's no tubes. Like I, it's an it's a it's an actual ATM machine. Like the vacuum tubes are gone. That's over. The pneumatic tube that's all gone. It's a full on uh, ATM machine. But you press the screen and Fred comes up, and I assume other people besides Fred, but Fred was who I dealt with today. And then like I'm like, okay, well, I have this cash to deposit. He's like, okay, you have cash, you're checking. He's like, I get cash. He's like, okay, uh, slide your cash. I didn't even have to put my card in. And he activates the door and the door flips up and you just put your money in there. And he's like, okay, I show this, you know, five and whatever, you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's it, Fred. You know, and he's like, okay, you're good to go. Do you want to, uh, your receipts printing, you know? Can I, is there anything else? Can do? Oh, it's good talking to you, Fred. It's very strange. Does this not sound strange to you, or are you just did Did they give you a retinal scan on the way in, or did you? Did no, you, it's not just... like it's not like Total Recall, but I I thought AI or maybe it's just no, maybe it was, it's just Chat GPT. I've and seen a... this Fred guy before, so he. I mean, I guess it could be AI Fred, but I've seen <laughs> Fred before in the glass box. Yeah. Uh. So I don't. I don't know. I, I just don't understand what the advantage to this is. But, you know, I'm sure they know what they're doing. Well, technology, if you can implement technology, that's always better, right? Is it? I, was I, at, I don't know. I was at a gas station. I don't remember what flavor of gas station. But I was I was filling up. And they were giving me I think it was channel five and maybe they've cut a deal with this particular gas station convenience store chain, but they were like, while I was filling up, there was a TV screen. Oh yeah. And they were giving me like the weather and whatever. And then when that guy wasn't on there, they, it was just advertisements for crap that was for sale on inside, you know, like, you know, well, Quick, uh, quick stars like that. They've got it. It used to be that they'd run Cheddar News and some other stuff, and now it's just ads to work at their place. But well, that's that's how it's going for quick stars. Like nobody wants to work here. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't pay twenty dollars an hour. So, yeah, I get that. Uh, yeah, Cheddar News is one of those things I don't understand. Like I've seen it, like on Pluto TV and other free services. Mm -hmm. i don't understand it. if it is it for us or is it for young people you know i've never paid enough attention to it they have a little mute button on there and yeah. as soon as it pops up i hit mute yeah then... yeah see that's that's the way you gotta live man like you've got to cut everything needs a mute button because i i'm not saying that i particularly enjoyed the solitude of filling up my gas tank especially now with the arthritic knees, but I don't need another thing right then. Like <laughs> I realize that they have soda inside or pop. And if I want to get a pop, I'll trundle in there on my walker and either pour myself one out of the fountain or pick one out of that. And maybe it's two for one or two for $3. I don't care. I'll figure that out when I get in there. So, and here's the other thing. Once you hit the mute, it's not like you can't hear it from the other ones. So, you know, which is plenty loud. 
I don't need it right in front of me. If I want to listen, I'll listen to one of the other ones. Otherwise, I'm just here to fill up my car. Yeah. And it doesn't take that long, and I don't need to be... I mean, my attention spans longer than eight seconds, so I, I get it. I get that that may be part of the issue, but... You uh, read my column? Yeah, I did, I did. Uh, isn't that horrifying? I, I wrote... Uh... I wrote a critique of voting as the only thing we do in democracy. Like I, I made fun of vote. I voted stickers, which made some people mad because they, they came at me. What I said was I voted stickers are the, you know, lame participation trophy of democracy. Like, and so I, but there were other things woven in there. Like journalism isn't going to be around much longer. Like, I don't know how long that will last, but it's not the model that they have. Even TV journalism is suffering. Even ESPN, which is dedicated to football and stuff we entertain, even that is struggling because we've are, are there is no hole in America right now. Uh, it's shattered and everyone's just in their little subdivisions and they all are armed and protecting themselves from the other weirdos that don't like the same thing as they do so uh if journalism isn't around to go to the meetings if journalists aren't around to go to the meetings and tell you what happened at the public meetings and when i worked at the gannett outlet store at the end when it was really terrible at the end, at least for me, um, the data was clear. People don't care about this stuff. And I'm like, well, no one's going to go to, and then we stopped going to the meetings. Like we don't go to county, they don't go to county government meetings. They, they may go to a school board meeting if there's some controversial thing, but they don't go to every single one like they used to. And, um, <clears throat> So if, if you think I voted is enough, you're wrong because, and this is where I uh, endanger my employment, but if you don't pay attention to what your local school board is doing, you might end up with a $19 million soccer slash football stadium, but not have money for bulbs for the digital projectors in the classroom. Just might. That's a maybe, a hypothetical thing that you could pay attention to. Or you might find out that they're going to build a soccer stadium in downtown Des Moines, even though the guy who's building it is a hundreds of millionaire and could probably just do it himself, but he's going to get a bunch of tax breaks to build a thing that I'm not sure anybody wants and, or that, that the city needs. Like, are we that big of a soccer market? I don't, I'm not sure. I know the Krause is like, Kyle Krause likes soccer. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't, I'm not plugged into the, the, the zeitgeist of Des Moines. I just D don't. Know. Doesn't it clean up a brownfield though? Or like some sort of like um, um, EPA disaster zone? It could be. That's fine. I'm not against it. But I'm against the idea that because you're doing this thing, 
you think that it's the city's job to do things for you for free. I'm, and that's how all economic development works is, hey, I'm Apple. I want to build a server farm in one of your cornfields. What do you give? Because me? you have cheap water. Yeah. What are you going to give me for free? And they're like, well, everything. Because you're Apple and that's shiny and it makes me look like a campaign promise come true. And they're like, oh, well, then we'll take everything for free. Thanks. Apple has $250 billion in cash. I'm going to say that again. $250 billion in cash. But we gave away the store like, I don't know, six, seven years ago. So that they could be here. Facebook, Amazon, all of them. They're all billion dollar corporations. And they're just, you know, hustling communities out of money. It's dumb. Uh but if you don't under pay- the threat that they'll go somewhere else. But yeah. but but the truth is that if it's economical for them to be there, they're gonna be there. Tax break or not. Because A, we have cheap water in Iowa and cheap electricity, and we do it with wind turbines. I mean, we're like a and, and we don't have earthquakes. So I mean, and, and there's no tornado that, that's that's gonna be big enough to take out one of those data centers. Yeah. The thing is, for all of that, uh, for all of that economic jump, you're getting like 60 jobs. And most of that is just a round the clock shift uh, of people who are like, oh, server 1017 is burned out. And you go over there and you just flop, pop it out and flop another one in there. Make sure the room is the right temperature for all the servers. And then, you know, go drink a cup of coffee, I guess. I don't. Well, they have, they have two high level people and like 50 low level people, you know, like it's it's not a they're better jobs than maybe some others but well they're fine jobs you know it's i don't think there's a lot they're they're not quite as high end as they as they pitch them to be but yeah i think it's one of those the average salary is this but some the two guys that make 600k you know and have offset that offset the you know 45 fifty thousand dollar employees that uh you know, whatever. Just saying, all I'm saying is like, I get tired of the I voted sticker because it's like, oh, I've accomplished something. I've done my part. And one of the people who wrote me today was like, I've never felt smug wearing this. I'm reminding other people to vote. And so I said to that person, like, you're a hero, first of all. I mean, I'm wrong. You're right. But secondly, are you sure that you want people who don't even know that there's an election to go vote? Because I don't. Like, if you don't know there's an election, that means you have no idea who's running. There's no way that you've studied up on all the candidates but forgot when election day is. Yeah, so today today in Ames, we had election. Yeah. So did and, everybody. Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was an uncontested election. Yeah. Every Every seat had a person. And there were not more persons than seats. Yeah. So I I did it more, more out of a civic duty to go cast a vote for people who are willing to take on those positions, which is kind of what most of the uh, positions were on that ballot. But well, we had that for years here in, in Des Moines because we had, I wouldn't call Frank County a popular mayor. 
not because he wasn't, but because I think he was just the kind of bland that represents Des Moines pretty well. I, I liked Frank. I interact. I would, I would poke fun at Frank in my column and he always took it with, uh, in the way, in the spirit that it was intended. It's a fun guy. Uh, my enduring memory of Frank County as Des Moines mayor is he, he runs a furrier business, you know, he cleans and stores, um, uh, furs that people, women mostly wear, uh, and pimps and seventies TV shows. <laughs> and <laughs> that's his business. He's also a huge environmentalist. But my enduring memory of him is a photo that we had of him where some gal was wearing like tiger makeup topless outside of his uh, furrier business protesting it's the cruelty to it was a paid a person. Those people are all a little bit twisted. Uh but I never understood like why, how like putting naked or nearly naked girls in cages uh, was supposed to be like, well, we shouldn't have circuses anymore, I guess. I don't, I, I never under, I don't understand a lot of messaging. Like, uh, oh, they're, they're, they're all splash and dash. Yeah, they, they have they have nothing long term. It's all it's all about the the splash and the uh, and the fanfare. I used to cover occasionally, not a lot. I would have to cover a protest by uh, Frank Cordero, the former Catholic priest uh, who decided he wanted to get married and uh, left the left his gig and. He's in a, a famous protester. He's always getting in trouble for breaking into the airport grounds and stuff and getting arrested. He's done a little time for trespassing and whatever. But I covered one of the pre protests one day up in Grassley's office in the federal building downtown. And um, it was the most bizarre thing i'd ever seen is like 20 of these people go in there and grassley's not there he's in dc or somewhere else who knows and the lady who's taking um taking care of the office says uh well uh you know they they call somebody out and they're like, okay, what's what's your gripe? You know, I mean, they're more polite about it. Yeah. And he writes writes down, okay, well, we want thus and so, and I, you know, I might have been some Israel thing even back then, and um, then Frank just tells the lady like, this many of us are going to protest to the point of arrest. She's like, okay, well, anybody need some water or coffee or anything? And then, like, the office closes at 4.30, and the the federal building security guards come and arrest these people. And I'm like, Frank, what what does this prove? Like, what, what have you done here? And he's like, 
Well, he's, you know, he brings up like Malcolm X and, uh, well, keep the peaceful protests and all this. And I'm like, no one cares that you did this. Like, you understand that, right? Like, everyone else is just at work or taking their kid to soccer or whatever. They're, you know, they don't care that you've done this. Like, no one, this, this doesn't work. This is an ineffective delivery system for your message very bizarre i think i feel like protesting is over like this doesn't work people have become immune to it as a, as a way to uh i i'm happy that as a country we allow that sure. i don't think it's effective sure but I, it's like I, I generally don't think it's effective i i mean maybe as part of a, a larger strategy of you know awareness and something else going on and something else going on but in general pro if, if you're just if you're just going to go protest it's like i doubt that you get much out of it a little like voting when you don't know who's who's on the ballot like at least you get a stick it's kind of like a protest yeah you get a stick uh the thing that tyler alluded to in my column was i was talking one of the things i go on tangents in my column because there's no one to stop me now i have no editors and one of the things I was talking about was Gen Z, the youngest of whom are sixth graders, which I teach. Uh, like there was a Microsoft study in 2015 that said this generation of kids had an eight second attention span, which was four seconds less than their parents, the millennials. And I'm like, no wonder I can't get anybody to pay attention to me. I can't finish a sentence in eight seconds. And certainly I can't talk about whole paragraphs and books and language concepts in eight seconds. You know, it must be like, remember that Flood was the big They Might Be Giants album. There was one yeah. after. Um, Lincoln? I don't remember what it was, but there was a song on there. Oh, no, uh, Apollo 18 or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. There was a or song on there that like, changed audio like every 30 every few seconds there was a new clip you know yeah it was it was built for they had uh like 10 or 15 tracks that were all built to about 10 five somewhere between five and 15 seconds and they were so when you did the randomized thing you'd get one of these in there and then onto another song well if you listen to them all together i think you called this attention deficit disorder yeah yeah and um i have I, I think about that all the time this must be what it's like to be in these brains just you know constantly flipping from one thing to another so so i my girls didn't get or my oldest daughter didn't get a phone until she was in eighth grade and she doesn't really use it for anything other than you know some general communication with us and a few other people at different times or to do her homework um and my youngest doesn't have one yet. So I assume they're going to rule the world because they they are, are not yet tainted by these things. But maybe, maybe that all goes away once they get to be old enough to be our age. And then all we do is sit and look at them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I've worked. I, I went to the my uh, medicine doctor, my psych med doctor this week. Because I've been down because, you know, Joyce, my mom has had some back surgeries and she's been in a lot of pain and 
other sundry stuff, the stuff with Paul and other junk. And I swore I wasn't going to talk about Paul anymore. But like, um, it's just been a lot. And, um, and so I was like, you know, she was like, well, do you want to try something or what? And I was like, because they have all these drugs like Abilify, and, but they're antipsychotics that they've just found that have some effect on depression, but they're not, it's, a, it's an off-brand label. It's, a, it's an off-label off label use. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always sort of, eh, I don't like that. I feel like that's just pharmacies like saying there are only so many psychotics. Let's see what who else we can sell this stuff to. So I got a prescription for that and I filled it, but I was like, I don't want to, I'm just not, I, I'm worried about it. So she's like, well, what about Wellbutrin, which is now in generic form? Uh, and it's supposed to be like an energizer a little bit. And I'm always like, I don't, I don't want to be hyper, which may be hard for you to believe, but like, I'm really, <laughs> you've witnessed this in our, the, our friendship. When I'm really anxious, I start getting really loud. I'm like sweary. I'm sweary all the time, but I'm like super sweary. And then I say really, really rude things. And I I don't like myself when I'm in that space. And I know that I'm doing it and I'm regretting it while I'm doing it. And then I'm, you know, I'm the worst person in the world ever. So um, I'm like, I don't want to get hyper. She's like, yeah, I don't think you'll get hyper. Okay. So I'm trying this to... Uh, you know, because I said the what, the reason it came up is I was like, I love to read, but I can't concentrate anymore. Like, I can't think. I got one, two pages, and I like even a comic. I'm like, yeah. I can't do it. I, it's too much. I'm overwhelmed by it. So I'd really like to get back to reading, just to calm my mind, just chill out. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's like, Yeah, that would be like an effective you know strategy for mental health um so we're gonna try this well butrin knock off out and see so i started taking that today uh so i can tell shut up <laughs> you, can tell, you can tell because because my thoughts are so coherent that, that you've been you've been very focused today that uh, that, well, I was focused on finding out the history of airheads, and we did. Yeah. So, what? But I, and I, I was going to say, you know, all this to say that that little mute button that they have on the thing at the Quick Star, yeah, that actually works at other gas stations. Yeah. The so mute... if you can figure out which button's the mute button, you can use it other places. Yeah. Is it when you ball up your fist and punch it? And... No, no. It, it actually just just does the pokey button thing so oh. you don't actually have to like damage yourself to get it to work <laughs> you know who's hit the mute button is people listening to this podcast <laughs> it just left they got i've got a long time ago like <laughs> yeah. who are these guys you know what they went out and they bought some airheads who are our secret sponsor of the day uh and, and now they're back and they're like oh they're still talking they're still talking about airheads I went and got like, some. This I is ate like, some. I don't know if you have to do this at the uh, uh, agriculture, uh, big ag business or whatever that lady called you. But uh, in public schools, we have to uh, 
do this these series of online training yeah all like you know it's like 40 minutes i just let the videos run because it's all common sense stuff and then you take the quiz at the end and if you get it wrong you got to get 80 percent. but if you get it wrong you just take it again until you get it mm-hmm. and, uh usually i just turn one of these on while i'm in my planning period and do whatever i need to do and then you know get through these so yeah we don't do that yeah well it's dumb and you shouldn't but that's what people should do to our podcast so we can get the visit minutes up yeah yeah just turn it on and listen to it we're out of time so all right behave be kind bye bye later